0: Good morning, Westridge. Good to be here with you today. We're wrapping up the story of God series today. And in this series, we have looked at how God has revealed himself throughout history, all the way from the book of Genesis, the beginning of time, to Revelation, the end of time. And I I believe there's a children's game that describes the way that many people tend to look at at God today. And, And the game is hide and seek. Uh, people think that God is someone who has uh, chosen to hide from us, and maybe, just maybe, if we look hard enough and long enough, we might be lucky and catch a glimpse of him every now and then. I, I remember playing that game with my grandson when he was uh, two years old or so. I'd hide a couple of trees away from him in their front yard where I could see him just fine, but he couldn't see me because of the tree trunk. And he would count, and then he'd say, uh, ready, Grandpa, come and he would look around. He'd see, try to see where I was. And all of a sudden, I could tell when panic was setting in, okay? When he was two, like I said, I began to look frantically around like, Grandpa's left me. And that's when I'd step from behind the tree trunk. And I'd say, Garrett, I'm right here. I'm right here. Grandpa will never leave you. Now, in, uh, in this series, our hope has been that you've been able to see the variety of ways that God has not only shown himself in the past, but continues to show up in our lives and in the world today. I I love the truth that God tells us in the Bible over and over again. We we hear this truth. He says, if you seek me, I will be found by you. God isn't hiding from us. Darren mentioned several years ago, or several weeks ago, excuse me, that he wants to have a relationship with us, that, that God is continually in pursuit of us. And today we're going to look at two gifts that reveal His ongoing presence to us today. Sometimes life-changing opportunities are right under our noses. In October last year, David Berserk became curious about a rock that he had used as a doorstep for decades, he'd purchased his farm up in Michigan from a man in 1988 and been told by a farmer, the farmer that the, the, he purchased the farm from, that this rock was a meteorite that had fallen from the sky into the farmer's backyard back in the 30s at some point in time. It was 23 pounds heavy. It was a perfect doorstop for his house. And so there it sat for 30 years, holding his door open. Then David heard a report on how there might be money in meteorites So he took his rock to Central Michigan University to have it tested to see what it was. Turns out that hunk of iron and nickel was a meteorite. It was worth over $100,000. Sitting there, holding his door open for 30 years. Now, I'll tell you what, we've been looking at how God reveals himself through history. And today I want to focus on this thought that God's presence is available to all who remain open to Him. Now there's a key word in that thought, and the word is open, open. Uh, the word's very appropriate as we look at the two gifts that God's, going to, uh, God's given, to, uh, given us to experience Him today. Uh, he's not hiding from us, uh, but it does take a little openness on our part to sometimes discover the reality of His presence. So last week, we celebrated the most significant event in the history of the world. In the resurrection of Jesus. His resurrection from the dead changed everything. Everything. It brings hope and life to everyone. Now, in one of the early encounters with the risen Lord, back in Luke 24, Jesus mentions these two gifts. I found it very interesting that as we uh, wrap up the story of God, that Jesus mentioned these two gifts after he rose from the dead that point to the real presence of God in our lives today. And this encounter took place the day he rose from then on Sunday, there were two guys traveling from Jerusalem to Emmaus. It was a town about seven miles away from Jerusalem. And they were talking with, with each other about the events that had taken place over the last couple of days. They talked about Jesus' trial, his crucifixion. They talked about the, the, uh, the depth of despair and mourning that they were feeling. And then on top of it, as they were talking, they said some of the women had come the, earlier t- in the day. And they told them that they'd gone to the tomb. The tomb was empty. And some angels had said that Jesus was not there, that he was alive. Well, they didn't know what that meant. So as they're talking, Jesus comes up alongside them and walks along with them. And Jesus said, well, what are you guys talking about? So they told him what, he was, what they were talking about. And, and this is what Jesus said to them. How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets... He explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So they reached the town of Emmaus, and Jesus pretends like he's going to walk on further. And they said, no, 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 please stay and eat with us tonight. So they went in to eat. Uh, They sat down at the table. Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. as As soon as they saw this, they realized, this is Jesus, and he disappeared. Isn't that a cool story? I just love that. Just Jesus, poof, he's gone. And and this is what they said. They said, we're not our hearts burning within us when he talked to us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. Okay, so these guys, the second encounter now, these guys run back to Jerusalem, seven miles, to tell their story to the other disciples. Now, the other disciples are in a locked room because they were afraid the Jewish leaders were going to come in and do to them what they had done to Jesus, kill them. And so Jesus appears through the locked door. He walks in through the locked door. And he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Here's what he said. This is what was written. The Christ will suffer and will rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Now, Jesus reveals two gifts to us. Two gifts that will help us experience the presence of God. The first gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a gift Jesus promises in verse 49 when he says, Stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now, last week, uh, my family, we celebrated Easter together. I love, we love that, that holiday. And uh, it also happened to be my daughter in law's birthday, so it was a real good uh, double day for us. Now, my normal job on family holidays is to do the dishes. Okay, so I loaded up the dishwasher, and of course, with, with nine of us there, there's plenty of dishes. So, so the dishwasher was full. There's plenty of auxiliary dishes to wash, and I, I don't mind washing dishes. I really don't. Look like how soft my hands are. I wash a lot of dishes. How about that? So here's the deal. Here's the deal. I dip them in the soapy water, rub them off, wash, rinse them, and then we dry them, right? I mean, that's how you wash this. And, and as I was washing dishes last week, I was thinking about this message today. And I realize what a a beautiful picture that that Washing Dishes shows about something that many have participated here with, and that is baptism. And I just thought I'd take just a moment here to talk about this, because I think we have a a beautiful picture here when we talk about this gift that God's given to us of the Holy Spirit. It comes from the the baptismal service. So here we go. So We take our life, it's filled with all kinds of things, Right? And we realize that we need a Savior, we know we need to commit our lives to him. We say, I, I, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to be your child. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. And, and so the baptismal service, service is a great picture of what takes place at Easter time when Jesus died, and we choose to, to, to die to our whole life. We say, Jesus, I want you to be the one I follow. And so we died our old life, and we go beneath the water. We're we're buried beneath the water to baptism, just like Jesus was buried in in the ground for three days. And when we come up out of the water, we are cleansed from our past, gone. The sins are gone. And we are a new person. Beautiful picture. Now, here's the deal, though. I know that I, on my own, do not have a lot of strength. I know that I, on my own, i would be in a lot of trouble if I had to live life from this point on under my strength and power. And here's the deal. God does not leave us on our own. He doesn't leave, doesn't leave us empty. No. God fills us with the Spirit. And everything changes. Ah, Sweet effervescence. Okay? The beauty of it is, guys, we are not on our own. We are not alone because when the Spirit came down and moved into the followers of Jesus, He filled us up and we would never be the same. The Holy Spirit is a gift For every follower of Jesus. It's not just for a few. We all have a spirit in our lives. When we started this uh, this message series out on the stories of God, uh, Darren talked about the Trinity. Well, the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity. We have God the Father who is above all. He is the one who is holy and perfect. We have God the Son. Jesus came into the world lived a perfect life, had every sin and, tra- sin and temptation every put before him that we do, and yet was without sin. He died a perfect sacrifice. But when Jesus left the earth to go back to heaven, if we were left without, just on our own power, we'd be in trouble. Jesus said, no, it's not going to be that way, guys. I'm going to send you another person. I'm going to send you God's spirit to live right inside of you. And that's the gift we have today. A gift we not only can encounter, but enjoy. So what does openness have to do with the Spirit? Well, I'll be honest, following Jesus does require an openness to that still small voice. If the Spirit is God living inside every follower of of Jesus, we still have to be open to hearing Him, right? So we can follow. The question is, does the Spirit... Does the Spirit speak? I think he does. Let me tell you a couple of stories, if, if I may, just from personal experience. Okay? Uh, three weeks ago, I was talking to a guy who had been in ministry for many years. Now, he's about 80. And he, he looked at me across the table. We were sitting at a Cracker Barrel in Joliet. He said, uh, Lance, God used somebody like me still at my age? I said, absolutely. I think he'd be a great church planner." Uh, no, I I, start, I oversee starting church. I said, I think you'd be a great church planner. He started laughing. I said, I'm serious. I think there are senior adults all across this region who could use a church that's geared toward them. Just so happened a couple of days later, I was in another meeting with the church, and they said, we've had this opportunity to come up for a, uh, for a senior's church. What do you think? I said, I think I got the guy. <laughs> Problem is, I'd lost his phone number. I hadn't written it down, anyway, another story, a long story, but anyway, I hadn't written it down anywhere, I I had no way of getting it, I tried, I couldn't find, I just could not find his number, So this is not good, because I was supposed to set up a meeting between the two, so what I did, I prayed, I said, God, would you have Larry call me, or would you send me somebody that knows Larry's number, that was Thursday, okay, So Saturday, I'm at a a conference talking to a guy who mentions Larry. And I said, Okay, here's the Spirit says, Okay, I'm teeing it up for you here, buddy. Okay. He said, I said, okay, do you happen to have Larry's cell phone number? He said, Yes, I do. I said, Absolutely good. I said, You're an answer to prayer. Okay, here's the deal. I called Larry, setting up a meeting tomorrow with him in the church. Okay. I believe the spirit speaks to us all the time. I believe he is alive and active and living inside. He's looking to us to respond. Let me tell you another one. I was a pastor of a church of Bantino. We were going through a capital stewardship campaign for a building project. Leadership was challenged to lead the way with making commitments to the project. So Darla and I talked about what would stretch us as a family. At that point in time, our, our oldest was in junior high. I think our twins were in elementary school. And we looked at what we gave already and we thought, okay, we think $5,000 over a three year period, that would stretch us to an extra five. So, so we're, I felt the Spirit nudging me, though, as we're going through this process. And the, and the night of the commitment time, we're getting ready to walk in the auditorium. I just felt him, you know, just come on, you can do better. You can do better. And uh, I said to her, I said, I think we're supposed to give more. She said, well, what are you hearing? I said, I think we're supposed to do $10,000. She didn't blink an eye. I'm I'm doing this because she's sitting right here today. She didn't blink an eye. She said, whatever the Spirit tells you is fine with me. I love the faith of my wife, I'll tell you. I really do. We made that commitment, okay? The crazy thing was, okay, crazy thing was, we made the final payment on that $10,000 commitment on my last day as a pastor of that church before I went with Ignite. And that last day was two years after we made the commandments. That three-year commitment was paid off in two years, and I don't even know where the money came from. It just flowed through my hands and through our hands until it was all paid off. But see, the Spirit knew what we should do. Uh, Following the voice of the Spirit, He is God living inside, all the followers of Jesus, truly is an adventure, at least it ought to be an adventure. Because as we follow him, we get to experience the ongoing presence of of God at work. His hand is at work all around us. Now, he's the same spirit. But what my experiences are will probably be different from what your experiences are. And that's okay. We each have different different, uh, ways of experiencing the spirit. You may encounter his voice or guidance through somebody else. Or is there something you hear or read? Or or maybe it's a a chance encounter with someone or or a memory that pops into your mind all of a sudden. All I know, all I know is when we're open to the Spirit, we will encounter the Spirit. I even encountered Him in a smoke-filled bar in Romeoville, Illinois, where we were were launching a, 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 well, let me call it an experimental church, okay, with some friends of mine, okay? And it happened right during the middle of of a worship set, and all of a sudden I'm saying, you're here, you're here. We'd have to be open. That's the willing to ask the question, you know, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I'll have three different things. I have that meeting tomorrow I was telling you about with, with Larry in this church. I have another meeting up. Uh, I'm exploring a different place to start church. And then on th- Wednesday, I'm down in Decatur looking at a way to maybe start a church that The guy wants to call Tattoo Church. Really ought would be interesting. <laughs> hey? Hey? I, don't know, I don't know what God wants to do yet. Okay. I really don't. I really don't. But here's what I, here's what I want you to know. I want to be open to following, because I want to be where the Spirit is, okay? because when I'm with the Spirit, uh, things are going to be good. Now, there's another gift, though, that Jesus talked about. Okay? It's the gift of the Bible, okay? because Jesus talked about opening the Scripture, right, to them. So here, I, I, brought a, uh, I brought a balloon for me. I think this is a great way to explain what the Bible is, because 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17 says this, all Scripture is inspired by God, is useful for training or for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, inspired by God literally means God breathed. Now, so let me show you. Always room for more, right? All right. So whose breath is inside this balloon? Tell me. Yeah, Lance's breath is inside the balloon, right? All right. So, what we're told here is that the Scripture, all Scripture, is inspired by God. God breathed it. So, whose breath is inside the words of this book? Whose? God's word. God's breath is inside here. So, when we open this book up, we get to hear what God has to say. This is a direct relation back to when, in the beginning of time, God made a mound of dust breathes his life into it, and man came into existence. So when God's breath is somewhere, there's life there. The word is living and active. Now, I'll be honest. I practice reading the Bible. This, this is something I do regularly, okay? I, I read through the Bible every year. Because yeah. here's the deal. I know what kind of person I'd be without it. I, I need this. And so I, I, I try to read it every day. I was at our small group a few weeks ago, and uh, it was a Sunday after my birthday, and one of the ladies at the group brought a gift for me that her, her three-year-old twin grandsons had insisted that I needed. Well, I said, okay. So I, I uh, opened up the package, and, uh, and it, was a, it was a compass. And I I thanked her, and I gave her one of those. I have no idea why they insisted. I knew this, and her her response was priceless. Because she looked at me, and she laughed. She said, well, the boys were concerned about you. They know you travel around Chicagoland all the time, and they were concerned you were going to get lost. They said, with a compass, Lance will never get lost. (laughs) I, I hugged each one of them and just thanked them for that. Okay? They know a reality. Without a compass, <laughs> I'm going to get lost. I will get distracted. I get confused. My biggest challenge in life is shiny objects. Okay, honestly, honestly. And when it comes to following Jesus, that's not a good thing. Okay? I need the constant reminders and directions that this gives to me. I have to have it. And here's what I'm going to recognize, guys. God's Word and His his Spirit work hand in hand. They really do. Can't tell me how many times I've been facing something, uh, and uh, I'll open up, I'll be reading that day, and it tells me exactly what I need to hear to deal with the situation. And the Spirit says, there you go, buddy. Here you go. Tee it up. So I just, I like to write verses down as I read. And so I thought I'd just share a couple with you today. This, the last couple of months that I've been reading along, just some couple that I've written down. Uh, look at this one here. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to you. Yeah, I want to be, be stronger. It just takes commitment. Full commitment. But God's looking for people who be committed to him. Look at this one. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, will ne- have never forsaken those who seek you. Wow, what a promise. What a promise. <laughs> this was past week. I was reading this in Luke. Uh, and I questioned myself was, where, where is the safest place to be? And uh, I was reading through the story of Jesus in a boat, uh, there's a big storm that comes up at sea. All the disciples are rowing for their lives. They're scared to death that they're going to drown. Jesus is asleep in the middle of that storm in the back of the boat. And they go wake Jesus up and say, don't you care that we drown? Now, Now, where's the safest place to be? They were in the safest place to be. They were in the boat with Jesus, right? Jesus is not going to let them drown. Where's the safest place to be? I'll tell you guys, anywhere Jesus is. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. How about this one? Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the man who trusts in him. That's where I want to be surrounded by the unfailing love of God. Hey, the funny thing is, I, I've noticed when I spend time with the Bible, I've had the opportunity to share with others some of the things that God shared with me in the Word that same day. And I've always found that God's advice is a whole lot better than my advice because God's word's a whole lot more powerful than Lance's word, that's for sure. And what I realize is what I put in is what comes out. God speaks through the pages of his word. Yeah. You want to know how to build a life? Foundational words right here. What marriage advice or how to raise kids? All kinds of relational advice is found in the Bible. Business ethics, taking care of others, dealing with conflict constructively. It's right here. Uh, the Bible tells me the traps to avoid, the things to pursue, and it corrects me when I start taking steps that are bad for me. Wisdom, understanding, troubleshooting. I, I'll tell you what, everything we need is in the pages of the book because God knows us. He knows what we need. He made us. And He wants what's best for us. And that's why we need to do so much more with this book than lean it up against a doorway somewhere. Hoping He'll keep the drafts out. When the treasure is designed to be opened, enjoyed, and implemented. So we come to the end of our time together today. I just want to challenge you to do a couple things. First of all, uh, this is a treasure from God. I was looking at uh, my Bible app the other day, and I saw something that said, click on an emoji to discover verses that speak to what you're feeling right now. There's a happy face, a sad face, an angry face, a frustrated face. I thought, okay, is it, is it that easy? sure is. It sure is. If you want to experience the presence of God, all we have to do is open it up. If you don't like reading, that's okay. Go to your Westridge app, click on the Bible, the Bible will read itself to you. Okay? Really? Really? I've done that before, and that's okay. The, the important thing is to not let it sit on a table somewhere or in your car, but, but to get it, get it in. And if you don't know where to start, you can talk to me. I'll, I'll help you out. Or, or start, a, start a Bible app plan. Or as you read, practice 50, whatever you want to do. As you read, though, just ask God to give you what you need. And I'll tell you what, guys, he will. He will. Because I know what he does with me, and I'm nobody special. Secondly, I want to ask you to pray to the Spirit this week. He is God living inside of us. Ask him to help you stay open to his voice. I'm going to be doing this, you know, tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday in particular, because I'm just exploring different things uh, that God might be trying to open up. And I need to discover is it direction from you or is it a distraction? Okay, and that's that's my biggest thing right now, direction or distraction. If it's a direction, then I'm going to follow it. But I'd just like to ask you to do the same thing. Just pray to keep your eyes open to the guidance. And, and then the third thing. As I mentioned, I think the, the Spirit and the Scripture, they go together. They work hand in hand. God gave us this tool so the man or the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So as you read, and you're asking God to, to make things clear, asking the Spirit to help, there's going to be opportunities to do good works to come up to you. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. When an opportunity comes like that, don't step back from it. Don't step away from it. Don't, don't be scared. Step into it. Step into it. Just see what God wants you to do, and, and see what happens as just step in to engage. You'll be surprised. It'll be fun. I hope you've enjoyed the story of God. I certainly have enjoyed this series. Personally, I just can't wait to see more of them. Because I love experiencing the Father. I hope you do too. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the gifts that you have given us. So many, so many. Help us this week to engage you. Listen to the Spirit, to follow the Spirit, and open your Word. Thank you for the way you do. Love us as your children. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen.